Kia everyone, and welcome to the Lost Cause Christmas Holiday Special. I am your DM today, Harris Dowson, and I'm here with my usual festive friends, Joshua Wilkinson. Hey, that's me. I'm here with Jade Parkin. It do be. I'm here with Kale Robinson. Hey, hey. And Lexus Vale. What's up, homies? And for the first time ever, we have some very, very fun guests who we're just absolutely thrilled to have here. We have Jared Pickstock. Ahoy, ahoy. We have Vaughn Smith with us. I am as thrilled to be here as you are to have me. <laughs> Equal measures. <laughs> I'm just... It's it's silly, festive energy. And you know what that means? That means we're going to the Feywild. Back yep. to the Feywild. So, I mean... Box, 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 box. <laughs> I was told to say box instead of clapping, but I don't know if I say it every time I would have clapped or I just sat once. Some real inside baseball around how we edit the pod there, but but it's good to know. I mean, if you want to say box at home to clap us into it, please feel free. We will hear you. All right, what box, was that? Box, 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 box. Can I just get a round of boxes for everyone? Box, 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 box. Perfect. And with that, <laughs> let us get into it, eh, team? Our story leads us into the Feywild, a fairy realm of wondrous chaos, characterized by boundless magical energy, lush landscapes, and its whimsical inhabitants, where time flows differently and the line between reality and enchantment is often blurred. Specifically, our story takes place in the winter courts of the Feywild, where winter's touch is both gentle and magical. The air sparkles with iridescent snowflakes that dance in a perpetual descent. The landscape is a symphony of colours, with evergreen trees boasting silver leaves, their branches adorned with a delicate frost. The ground beneath fey feet is soft and yielding, covered in a pristine blanket of snow that glistens like a field of diamonds in the ethereal twilight. As we take in this enchanting winter tableau, a soft chime resonates through the air, signaling the approach of a fantastical carriage. Emerging from the swirling snowflakes, a colossal purple worm gracefully pulls a long line of sled-drawn carriages through the fey landscape. A purple worm, <laughs> massive and sinuous, glides through the snowy landscape, its deep violet scales <laughs> catching the ambient light, and its powerful body propelling the line of carriages to the rear with an almost hypnotic serpentine grace. The carriages themselves are a masterpiece of fey craftsmanship, whose magical frames are adorned with patterns that seem to shift and shimmer in harmony, echoing the magical energies of the season. Glowing orbs of light hang from their snow-covered eaves, casting a warm and inviting glow in the winter landscape. Bathed in the light of the four-coloured moons of the fey courts above, you watch as the worm-led carriages gracefully wind their way through the winter wonderland, and you spy a village coming into view. Nestled within the verdant boughs of a colossal pine tree, you see glimmering lights twinkle in the branches, and quaint cottages with candy cane roofs stand nestled between the festive ornaments that adorn this giant tree. You spy at the tree's base something resembling a village square adorned with wreaths and hollies, and as the carriage pulls closer, the vista opens up before you like a scene from a festive painting. The carriage glides to a stop at the village station, where the platform is bordered by towering evergreens forming natural archways. A plush red fabric banner hangs from their bent bows, which reads, Welcome back to the new and improved Gleam Gale Gathering. As the sleds slide to a final stop, 
You hear the purple worm let out a long, low growl, signaling your arrival into the town of Chestnut Grotto. As magic sweeps across the sled-like carriages, their doors open, and you see the flutter of excited bodies begin to clamber into the increasingly busy station. The crowd is bright and cacophonous, and the fey wonder is stunning. As you spy a whole host of creatures who call the fey wild home, goblins, gnomes, centaurs, and satyrs, they jostle for position in the raucous crowd. However, a few specifically stand out to you. Awed by their wonder, you see winter eladrin, fey elven beings, tall and ethereal, their skin transitioning through shades of pale blue and silver, mirroring the frost-kissed landscape. Elaborate flowing robes of ice and snow billow around them, and their eyes gleam like shards of sapphire. You too see a few red caps, twisted gnomish creatures of a sturdy and sinister make. Their skin is a leathery dark green, and they, their grinning faces reveal rows of sharp carnivorous teeth. Atop their heads sits crimson-hued pointed hats, stained with the blood of their victims, so the legend says, but no one around them seems to be alarmed by this fact. And lastly, you see gingerbread people, petite and enchanting. These fey beings have cookie-like bodies adorned with colorful icing, their eyes sparkle with sugar crystals, and their movements are surprisingly agile as they navigate the world with a delightful aroma of sweetness. As the many carriage doors open and the crowds begin to file out, a vision lingers on the last of these carriages as a collection of wayward souls have found their way to the small fey village of Chestnut Grotto. And who might these souls be? Who would like to introduce their character first, clambering out of the final carriage uh, led by this giant purple worm? Um, Waddies will jump out. Um, I am Valtis. Uh, you, you people listening, you know me. <laughs> but for the people who don't, I am a, I am a purple tieflings. Uh, I wear a fedora with my horns poking through. Uh, I have a new rapier, which you did not see last time, and it is very cool. Very, very cool. And I am wearing some leather armors, which is also very, very cool. It's it's very... It's brown. It's got some some dots in it. And, of course, Vatis is still wearing his his big, uh, big trousers with bigger at the bottom than the tops. And Parachute pants. <laughs> If that's what you want to call them, that's okay. Um, but yes, uh, if this is what the town looks like revamped, I I could not imagine what it looked like before. Ugh. And I uh, just stand there looking around. Nice. Who do we see stepping off next? Uh, hopping out of the carriage after Waddies, you see a metal warforged uh, who is like a deep bluish greenish color uh, wielding a beautiful but garish halberd uh, and donning full plate armor integrated with his body that is the same color as the metal that makes up the rest of him uh, and a kettle hat style helmet as opposed to any normal helmet uh because it is very important. I just I distinguish this. Sorry, just just for the, like me and the listener, what is a kettle hat helmet? It's one of those uh, like 
dome helmets with a wide brim. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And no face covering. Uh, essentially, just so you can get a really good look at the expressionless face that this Warforged has. <laughs> um, as he steps out of the carriage, he turns to Waddy's. There, there are people listening. And he... <laughs> Who is listening? What do you mean? What are you talking about? You guys have got me all confused. <laughs> it's okay, my friend. It's just cold. You'll warm up soon. I don't... This temperature isn't any different to any other temperature. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting indeed. Hello, friends. What are you waiting for? Get off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, uh, a large, uh, approximately six foot tall um, reindeer person uh, steps out. Um, he's got big ass uh, antlers. Um, not wearing too much. He's got like fur shorts, um, like stubbies, um, and fur boots. <laughs> and he's wielding a quite a large wooden hammer with a um, little flower that's growing up the top of it. Um, he says, Oh yeah, this is really cool, guys. There's a lot of people out here. Um, Soldier Man, look, none of these people are ever going to forget you, I swear. This is going to be so much fun. You swear? So much fun. Um, and yeah, he's got a um, reddish hue to his nose, but Maybe don't bring it up. <laughs> Red nose. Yeah, you guys remember me. My name's Rudolph, yeah? It's cool. <laughs> um, as there's now a little bit more space in the carriage to move around, <laughs> um, a seven-foot tree steps down. Uh, it's made up of multiple branches and vines uh, that are twisting together to make solid limbs each with various different gnolls that on a closer look almost look like scars. Amidst the branches are two deep holes with what at first looked like fireflies blinking, but are actually just makeshift eyes. Uh, covering the figure are just layers of moss, some of which uh, has been thinned out where the creature seems to have like pulled away from something. Probably its home tree. And through the moss are just little flowers that are just starting to grow. Well, uh, you see... My true name is far too difficult for any of you to know in a language that you'd possibly speak. So my given name by your people is Fires Are In Us. But uh, otherwise, recently I've been going by Fig. It seems to be easier for you people. Fig it is. What is like this name? Skipping out of the purple worm lid carriages is a three foot tall halfling with crazy curly red hair a big straw hat definitely not dressed for the weather uh big green overalls are rolled up uh the sleeves rolled up white button-up shirt underneath and some big sturdy boots i'm putting away a little notepad i'm tucking it into my overalls uh as roselle moonbrook hops out and takes a look at this gathering of new people and starts thinking about all these suckers she's gonna scare 
<laughs> is, there, is there someone in the other carriage that Roselle's brought? That's right. I will, because I climbed into, I scaled my way over to your guys' carriage. I go over to the original carriage, the one that I was traveling in for most of this journey. I'm going to just open the doors uh, and two skeletons come out and just have a really whispered conversation with them. And while this is happening, I pluck a strand of hair in each of my hands. I hand them each a strand of hair, pull a scroll out, hand them each a scroll, and <laughs> then just try to act really casual as I wander back just over to the group. normal bus stop stuff. <laughs> normal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I work in the CBD of Auckland. I say this a couple of times. I've got to choose I'll just. I, I walk back over to this, this motley crew. Um, oh, it, it uh, seems they were lost, needed some directions. Um, they seem, but don't worry, they're all sorted now. They seem to be missing all of their meat. What happened? <laughs> um, I, you know, it's 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 impolite to point out things like that. So, oh, you know, oh, what? Is, I just I just okay. leave it alone if I were you, oh, bodies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there was a terrible accident. I assume. Uh, and, oh, wow. and stepping out of the carriage, last but not least, who do we see? Uh, a uh, medium-sized, gruff-looking ginger cat man yeah. uh, who stands at the door <laughs> and stretches, much like a cat would, and just puts his claws in the door and just... <laughs> as he's uh, awoken from his slumber, you see uh, a man reminiscent of uh, Garfield on a Monday meets Billy Bob Thornton's Bad Santa meets uh, 1980s Soviet who refused to leave the Chernobyl exclusion zone. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, lets out a giant... As he scratches the door, he's like, what the fuck is... Language check? Is this totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is this? I was promised some that I was leaving cold to come somewhere warmer. He's better have vodka for me immediately. And then just falls face first out of the carriage. Uh, and cats do not always land on their feet. And stands up and shakes it off, but has snow in the beard. Yeah, with a big puff of snow. Um you all kind of congregate outside and the now quieting carriage station in front of you, your boots crunching in the snow, your boots and or face crunching in the snow uh, in front of you. You all look up and you see a figure approaching you. Um, they're a young, stout and rosy-cheeked gnomish man with long, blonde surfer hair and piercing green eyes. The gnome wears flowing cobalt robes with a deep V, the deepest V you've ever seen on robes. Uh, and his neck and shoulders are wrapped in a warm, thick orange scarf. Uh, atop his head sits a festively coloured bowler hat with a central logo of a cup, uh, like, embossed onto the front and lettering around it, which reads, The Merrill Hat of Mirth. Um, <laughs> the gnome hails you with a friendly wave as he bellows to you all, Ah, greetings, travellers. Uh, welcome to the humble village of Chestnut Grotto. I'm Jingle Sparkleberry, mayor of this <laughs> festive little haven. Uh, and he gestures uh, towards... Rudolph the... crouches down. <laughs> And gets on his level and says, Oh, hi there, little buddy. How are you? I'm fantastic. Smile, like ear-to-ear -ear smile, big warm eyes. Uh, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Are you lost? Are you lost, little buddy? 
Do you need your parents or anything? Oh, no. <laughs> a lesser man oh, might okay. get offended, yeah, just, but not I. Yeah, I am... Even I know what you're doing oh. is offensive. <laughs> oh, oh no, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, my sincerest apologies. Please don't apologize, young man. Friend. And he like shake, takes your hand and shakes it forcefully. I'm so happy to see you here. At this point... Um, and Rudolph's nose grows a little bit red and he backs away. Can I step forward, put my arm around the mayor and turn him around so that we're looking at, at this, this gathering? Roselle Moonbrook, a uh, pleasure. Now, being the mayor, you would be sort of the, the person to talk to about uh, employment opportunities because, and I reach into my, my overalls and I pull out my one business card... I am a farmer, celebrant, counselor, grave digger, and pest control specialist, uh, as well as a science teacher. When the need arises, perhaps you'd be able to point me towards something profitable? Well, my, f my friend, you have come to the right place, indeed. I assume you've all come here, travelers, to experience the Gleamgale Gathering, the most festive event across the plains. I, our tourism board have done a wonderful job this year, getting the word out again, have they not? But you say that you are all adventurers looking for work, are you not? I spied you through the crowd. I am oh, quite good at spotting the what uh, is, adventuring uh, type. What is is just here on holidays, you know? Soldier bursts forward. Yeah, yes, yes, I'm an adventurer. My name's Soldier, and then it reaches out a hand. Please, please don't forget that name. I never will. And he smiles and shakes your hand. Do you promise? I promise. His smile grows, like, further to the point that it seems to be, like, stretching at the edges of his mouth. And his eyes are, like, huge and glowing. Um, well, if you're looking for work, I could certainly... I mean, I prayed for adventurers to come and help me, so it seems like my prayers have been answered. The Gleamgale Gathering? Oh, we need some adventurers, because let me tell you. And he leans forward, uh, lowering his voice of sharing a secret with you. Um, though the cheerfulness and, like, grin, don't leave his face. Um, we've got some strange occurrences going on. Mysterious disturbances, you see. Mischievous acts and an unsettling air of chaos. Um, more so than kind of standard within uh, the Fey Wild. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think there's something amiss with the Gleamgale spirit itself. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking for work, there's been a few reports that you could go check out. Maybe, you know, keep things on the, on the up and up, because, I mean, this is the first year we've had it in a while, and going into an election year next year, and this job's all I have. <laughs> it's the only reason my father still talks to me. Maybe one day he'll say he loves me. If I do a good job, Re uh, Rez wants Rez wants to put his paw on your mouth and just be like, "You've got to stop with the talking." You said community spirit. What percentage alcohol is this spirit? It is very important. Oh, uh, oh well, I'm talking through your hand on his mouth. Oh, uh, well. I mean, we do have uh, the Evergreen Tavern, which has a whole collection of fantastic spirits, and that actually is one of the uh, the locations of, of interest of these kind of chaotic things that are happening, but... Yes, I'm very interested. <laughs> um, well, I mean... And he reaches into his kind of deep V um, and pulls out like a rolled up scroll, and he's like, I've got a map of the town here. So if you're interested, you could take it, go check things out. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's nothing. Nothing ever has gone wrong here. The festival is great. We're glad to have it back. Uh, just just name your price. 
Vodka. My man, of course. Now, I just want to make it clear that he does not speak for all of us. Like I want should... his vodka, I want her vodka, <laughs> I want everybody's vodka. And what is wants uh, Batwing tacos. This is my prayer. <laughs> he takes out a, like a small like hand notebook and starts writing that. I'm sure we can sort all of these things out for you, friend. I want some of his tacos too. They sound good if we're making order. Bodies can share. I it. mean, these are all very reasonable. Usually adventurers ask me for gold. So, I mean, sure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, it's uh, really nice that you brought that up because I would uh, actually quite like the gold, if that's okay. Of course, name your prize. Mark him down for man not wanting his vodka, so that's another one. I've put vodka times five for the gruff cat. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. There's actually six of us, so maybe mark another one. Oh, I thought that, you... that was just a tree. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I did not mean to cause offense. His smile grows again, and now it's like... It's cutting into the edges of his mouth at this point. I hate that. Oh, oh. you cause no offense, but if we are placing things that we wish, I would like some water. It is quite delicious. Fantastic. <laughs> Writes that down. <laughs> I, I and of course, did... give my vodka to the talking cat. That is quite okay. This is seven vodkas. <laughs> <laughs> Rounded to eight. I don't like His seven. Matt is correct. I've counted the numbers and the boys at the lab have confirmed. It's fine. Sure. Eight. If we're at eight, we might as well go to ten for Swedish rounding. Ma Ma you... <laughs> I've never heard of the Swedish rounding, but ten vodkas is fine. <laughs> yes, I made it up. Good. Ten vodkas. You see, you guys all heard that. That's a binding agreement. Do you promise to bring I promise you. I promise you. And that's a fake promise. So I cannot go back on that. Could I just, can you just promise me that you'll tell everybody my name? <laughs> everybody, please. Uh, and your name is, friend. You said you Soldier. wouldn't forget. <laughs> yes, yes. I believe what, you what made a fake promise that you would not forget. You said oh. you wouldn't forget, and now you forgot. I think there's 10 vodkas online. I can't be trusting this guy. Let's go. Let's go. Take his map. Let's get out of here. You. <laughs> <laughs> You see the fact that he did promise and um, and did forget, you see the hand that's holding the notebook just turns into like a stick. Like his arm just disappears. Oh no, I will never forget that again, soldier. And he like leans over and picks up the notebook with another hand. I will tell everyone I meet about you, soldier. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that that seems a bit excessive. <laughs> Don't break a fake promise. How many? <laughs> and um, Rudolph looks at Biosarnas. Um, how many promises did you break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under my breath, I whisper, "No wonder people stop worshiping." Me. I did not start as another being. I started as energy that you weird people brought into a tree. Honestly, what? you well, forgetting things that you do yourselves. Very strange. Oh, just, and just goes off rambling. Clearly yeah, not listening to you guys man, anymore. <laughs> well, while you all seem to want to do whatever this is, I'm going to go uh, just kind of really unpack the fact that I now don't have an arm anymore. But here's the map, and he holds it out. Don't you have... Uh, like, like 74 more characters to greet? 
Oh no, they've all uh, <laughs> come through. I was um, uh, told ahead of time that there were adventurers in the back carriage, and I really just needed to see uh, the adventurers. I do have a lot of other things that I need to set up um, on the map as well is my house but i'll usually just be around to be honest i'll come find you if you just if you just holler you can probably sleep at oh, your oh, house mayor, oh mayor of mirth oh mayor of mirth come to me i will appear in front of you so uh oh mayor of mirth can bodies please come stay at your house <laughs> he writes it being like if you do the job if you do the job sure thing while I've had my arm around him, can I have picked all of this man's pockets? 100%. Roll a, roll a slide <laughs> check. Uh, that's a big 12. Um, you uh, have managed to take his coin purse off him, which has 16 gold pieces in it. Uh, you also managed to take a um, seemingly like a collection of letters. Ooh. If I see this happening um, after Roselle's pit, can, and I'll be like, all right, give us map and we'll see you on your way, and kind of like usher him past and also go for a little ruffle through. <laughs> there we go. Go yeah, mm, yeah here we too. go. Oh, it is 27. 27. <laughs> you managed to pick the, the hat off this man's head. Um, you notice, like, you've got a keen eye. It's a very nice hat to the point that you think it is magic and you pick the hat off his head and as you do you notice immediately his smile like fades and he looks tired but he doesn't somehow he does not notice the fact he's really caught up with the fact that now one of his arms is a stick so he's just like really um, he's really distracted by that what is this gonna go try take his shirt <laughs> <laughs> go ahead roll yeah um but i'm not gonna try and hide it <laughs> <laughs> and I look at I look at a soldier and I say you'll see he will never forget this <laughs> and I, yeah take his shirt and walk off attempt to anyway I'm gonna say still roll sleight of hand to just like get it off because <laughs> it's like a robe it's like a full deep V robe that's fair I guess that's 29 29 uh yeah he you don't know how but you've taken everything that this man has on his person one at a time and he has not noticed losing an arm is that's a big thing and he's got a lot it's of a big stuff distraction it's a big distraction huge distraction it's the first time that this festival you know the gatherings happen in a while he is he's got a lot on his plate um he goes well thank you very much uh I need to be going, and you. He clicks his fingers. Uh, he goes to click his fingers, but it's a stick, and he's like, nah, and he <laughs> puts his other hand up, clicks his fingers, uh, and he casts a spell, uh, turning himself into a puff of snow and ice that kind of cascades around you as he disappears. Um, Which arm was it? It was his right arm. Oh, rough. Oh, right, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was so good. Oh, man, that, that poor dude. That poor dude. <laughs> too quick. That was too quick, Jared. It was too quick. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Play the fur. Um, cool. So you guys progress into the city, into the township. Yeah, does anybody want this hat? Mm, well, these already. Yeah, I but, mean, I can't. Uh, you know, I can't, can't really wear them oh. this year. Uh, well, this can help with this. Um, and 
I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> cut like a um like two holes and then I'm gonna join them together by a slice and then just cut straight down the middle so it's like you can unfold it and then I'm just gonna wrap it round his his horn. <laughs> You know, well, this, this is, is how... technically a magic item, so you wouldn't technically be able to cut it, but oh. because you seem to have some ability to, like, you know how to work <laughs> hats on and horns. horns. Yeah. This is, this is a thing. <laughs> it is on his character sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's his proficiency in hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're proficient in hats. Well, he so has expertise, he's a rogue. I will, um, I will allow it, uh, and yeah, it is, yeah, so it is a magic item, so whether or not you want to put it on, um, you're unsure about what it, what it does, but um yeah i'm happy to put it on i've uh i've never worn a hat before guys this is super it's, cool it's life changing put the hat on you immediately wide-eyed huge smile while you're wearing this hat you always have to be smiling uh at all times <laughs> um and once <laughs> per, and once per day you can cast uh tasha's hideous laughter um as a bonus action Okay, cool. Nice. What what kind of hat was this again? It's a bowler hat. It's like a <laughs> green and red bowler hat. Give me two well, seconds. They stamp too. on the front of it that says, um, it's got a cup on it and it says the Meryl Hat of Mirth. Also, you're not sure, but you think that this is the way people know the mayor. So like whoever wears the hat oh, God. is the mayor. Incredible. <laughs> Give, oh, it to, give it to give it to soldier. Soldier's desperate to be known and remembered. <laughs> I'm not against it. My face already hurts. <laughs> I mean, that is an interesting idea, soldier. It was proposed. I don't know if you were listening, but if you were to put this hat on, you might become the most important person in town. Surely, people would remember you then. I mean, anything. Also, Please? very good opportunity <laughs> to rob people if you are in charge. I am also morbidly curious if your metal faceplate will shift in response to this magic hat. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, what is will help you? Like... Take the hat off. <laughs> Soldier will turn specifically to Wadis. Uh, the... But you guys didn't really prove your point. You, did... you stole from him and then he didn't even see it happen, so now it's how is he going to remember you if he didn't even see well, you stealing? We were he hoping he wouldn't on. remember us specifically. <laughs> he puts the hat on on top of his kettle hat helmet. So it's just it's like, good that it's up. been cut because it can fit kind of as you do that. Um, whatever your <laughs> mouth is contorts in a way that would be a smile now. Like it just locks itself in that, whatever that looks like to you. <laughs> Yeah, when he speaks now, every time he speaks, his face doesn't move because he doesn't use muscles to speak. He's just kind of got like a, a metal voice box. <laughs> so he's just a wide smile, no teeth, and just is like, noises are coming out of that hole. <laughs> Haunting. Oh, that's creepy. Haunting. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, with, with, with that out of the way, you guys progress uh, and leave the station and step out into the town square. At the base of this truly gigantic pine tree, you see festive decorations are in abundance. Villagers adorned in holiday attire are engaged in many merry activities. But you can't help but feel that there's an undeniable undercurrent of tension. Strange occurrences are subtly evident. Ornaments falling from trees on their own. Snowmen winking mischievously at you as you wander past. And flickering lights casting eerie shadows that 
seem to move for a second, but when you focus on them, just go back to being normal shadows. Within the hustle and merry bustle of the village, you see the three areas that are marked out on the map. Um, you see the mystical market, which bustles with activity, its stalls draped in vibrant enchanted fabrics that shimmer with an otherworldly glow. You see the evergreen tavern stands at the heart of the village, built into the base of the giant pine tree. Its exterior is adorned with glowing lanterns and fey runes that illuminate the night. And through an open door, you can hear lively music and laughter spilling out the square. And lastly, you see the gingerbread bakery. A delicious aroma permeates the air around the gingerbread bakery, where the storefront is adorned with candy cane arches and gingerbread figurines. The sweet scent of freshly baked treats lures passers-by in with the promise of confectionery delight. What do you guys want to do? Well, I know... Yep, that's what I was going to say. I know one of us wants to head to the tavern, but perhaps <laughs> Raz Destvo, we save that to last? You know, save the, the highlight to the end of the trip? You are the craziest little man I've ever met. It uh, makes no sense to save that to last. Everything else will be far more enjoyable. Wait, if I... it comes after tavern... <laughs> Uh, first of all, I am a woman. Uh, so I, we... I apologize <laughs> profusely. Uh, secondly, um, woman, I, I have a strong feeling that if we go to the the tavern first, you won't leave. I will not. You have read the situation exactly as I had planned it to be. I, have I will a strong... get to the tavern. We, I guess you would say it's woman's intuition. <laughs> That's right. As I've never expected you to be anything other than a woman, of course. <laughs> Yeesh! Okay. Just on the risk of being cancelled, I will go where you want to go first and end at heaven. <laughs> I can't afford this for my reputation. <laughs> Jesus. I am haunting holiday figure who literally taunts people who do not partake in their chosen activity throughout the year. Here I am five minutes into this voyage with you motherfuckers and I'm about to have um, nothing and nobody. Right, lead the way. And out of my, I pull out of my jacket a hip flask and I'm just like, it's just going to be a long day. (laughs) Does anybody have any strong feelings? I, for one, just just to put it out there, if there is a gingerbread bakery and we have seen gingerbread people, that place is either horrifically offensive or like a place of worship. <laughs> so I am so curious to find out which. Are you talking about... Yeah, I'm just super keen for like biscuits yes, and stuff. Yes, you know? very hungry and they look tasty. I wonder if they will grow Perhaps back. it is in... Perhaps it is for their own safety there that we head to the gingerbread bakery first. Yes, gingerbread yummy. Ladies first! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And on the way there, uh, Rudolph will be like keeping an eye out for somewhere he could buy some milk to take for his future dunking <laughs> I love the idea of a dude on the corner with like a long black coat and he's just some milk chucked under it I don't know baby I got soy I got dairy I got goat I got whatever you need I got oat I got goat I got oat I got all the oat of goats man you gotta be quick to that gag I feel like everyone was like <laughs> yeah. um 
Yeah, cool. You you kind of walking along, you assume that like the market or the tavern probably would be your best bet for those two things. But you guys, uh, yeah, walk towards the bakery. Uh, and as you enter the gingerbread bakery, you are greeted by the enchanting scent of freshly baked confections and the rhythmic hum of magical ovens. Amidst the sugar-spun ambience, bakers clad in festive nursing attire delicately mould and imbue life into gingerbread dough. And directing them around, you see a short red-capped woman dressed in an all-red clinical outfit holding a clipboard and barking orders at the fave bakers. Uh, She spies you as you enter and she turns to you and goes, What do you want? Uh, (laughs) I would like to know your pronouns before we proceed any further. (laughs) She, her. Not what I had first out the blocks, but you got it, buddy. I'm very busy. What do you want? I want to the drink. These assholes made us come in here first. I believe that uh, some of these guys here would like uh, a snack, I think. Oh, would you now? Come and eating all these little treats that we're making. These are living beings, you freaks. What but I will sell them to you. 15 gold a piece <laughs> if you do want some. <laughs> yeah, does it come with milk or do you have to bring your own? Yeah, we got milk. Is it be well? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll Do you take want a sentient or, or, or normal? <laughs> oh, uh, surprise me. Well, it's a different, it's a different cost, though. What is uh, different? Uh, which would you recommend? Uh, what, like, what is the difference? Well, do you want a living being, or do you want a glass of milk? I got, I got a lot on. Well, either either way, I'm going to eat it. I just want to know which one would taste better: sentient or? I mean, eating um, despair is pretty tasty, but also. You know, pretty messed up. I'll, I'll take a non-sentient cool. one. But just, a sentient gingerbread, though, that's all we got. Well, then why would you offer me the unsentient one? Then? You just, know what? This is ridiculous. Me. That's on me. Um, she goes over, she, she walks behind this kind of like a counter, like a classic bakery counter where behind her there's a whole range of fae beings that are all kind of, yeah, dressed as midwives that are like molding and shaping the dough and then like whispering incantations into them to bring them to life and these little gingerbread babies start like meh, meh, crying can i try and um, steal some so dark <laughs> i'm feeling worse about this decision as <laughs> she goes over she just grabs one that's like just been born of this world uh and then they've got like a tap uh she goes over and pours a tap and milk comes over and goes uh 16 gold with the 15 for the uh for the magic gingerbread and, and just a gold for the milk um, yeah, it takes him ages to count it out, and he has to, like, start over. One, two, Change. three, seven. Oh, shit. One, two, three. Um, then she gets out the 16 and hands it over. Um, and just stands there looking at the wriggling gingerbread person for a while. <laughs> These gingerbread people. What are you waiting for? This is really messed just up. <laughs> He's holding the cup. He's holding the thing. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Eats it legs first. 
Uh, roll D100 for me, please. Um, Oof. Okay. Take uh, a bite of this <laughs> fame magic being. Uh, that would be a 21. 21. Uh, <laughs> outside, a dragon appears. A giant green dragon just appears right outside the front door. You hear screaming. <laughs> Nothing to read into there, guys. And, and was that me surging? Basically, the way that or... these cookies work is, um, yeah, when you eat them, you automatically roll on the wild magic surge table, the fey wild magic surge table that we have. <laughs> um, you notice okay, for a second uh, as you go stare at the yeah, dragon. Yeah, that was delicious. <laughs> you go stare at the dragon. People kind of respond in kind to it, and then, like, Someone goes, well, hold on, and then walks through it. You notice that it is a giant illusory dragon right outside. Thing. And people think it's like part of the festivities. And people start like cheering, being like, wow, amazing. <laughs> All right, any of you. Don't forget, soldiers are mad. She organized that one. Um, yes. Well. Uh, it was a delicious cookie. So maybe I want to do one, but to go, you know. She goes over and. Or any gets day, a, gets another know. one, puts it down. Same thing happened. Papa. Um. <laughs> can, I, can I just and just pocket it for now? <laughs> so let me just the first one you drowned before you ate it, and now yeah. you, you've you've broken one's neck. So it's well, you've ripped the effectively as, paralyzed in your pocket. Cool, man. As I said before, in in the carriage. I'm a good person who does bad things for a good purpose. I mean, that's true, but anyone can say that. <laughs> it's, it's, guys, it's for the orphans, okay? Get off my back, okay? It's for the orphans, <laughs> yeah? I'm trying to build them a house. Look, you can have your own moral quandaries outside of my shop, um, but if you oh. want to purchase stuff, that would be good, and then you can leave, because I'm very busy. I've got to, I've got to bring 50,000 more people into the world today. Um, I mean, do you need any help? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, just out of curiosity, how long has this uh, operation been operating for? Is this a recent, like, is this a pop-up store or? We've been around a while since the old Glengale gathering. Good, I hate the pop-ups. Pop-ups say, hey, look, where did location no one expects us to be? A big deal. Get a permanent storefront. Stop being a dickhead. Come on, let's go. <laughs> what, what, is there no point? Okay. And then Soldier will walk out the door. Can I grab Soldier? Um, really quick, you wouldn't be able to give us a mayoral <laughs> discount, would you? I mean, we have the mayor with us. Roll a deception check. Absolutely. You can roll it at advantage because they are wearing the mirror hat of mirth. Alright, what's my deception? It's pretty good. That's uh, a 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she rolled a 2. Um, well, yeah. One on the house for the mirror. I'll just Construct. hold on to that for you. Construct, Papa, Mama. <laughs> Damn, it's already imprinted on you. Now you have to take it. I can't eat food. <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to do with this. You should have thought about that before you became mayor. 
Eating food? Is that a necessary part of being mayor? You don't have to eat it. The alternative is you could raise it. Okay, and then, and then he'll just like take a bit of cloth out of his bag and like wrap it in a swaddle and then put it back in his bag. You know, if you raise them right, they'll never forget who you are. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you. And you'll walk out the door. That's all I wanted to do. All right. Well, <laughs> you can go now. Very busy. Nothing else you need from me. Uh, anything weird happening in here? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Other than this whole interaction, I suppose. She but... eyes you slightly as you say that. Um, roll an insight check as you ask that question. Oh, God. Um, plus zero. Oh, natural yeah. 20. Yeah. Nice. Roll me a D100. You know, like, being like, has anything weird been happening in here? The way she looks at you and her eyebrows perk up, like, you know for sure something weird, beyond the standard weirdness that is the Feywild is happening here, you've triggered something in her, but she seems to be very um, cagey about wanting to talk to you about it. Uh, uh I saw that look. What's what going look? on? The look of an annoyed... You, when I wife. said... No, you know, when I, when I said anything weird happening here, you kind of went... <laughs> So, you did. Your eyebrows did you know. dance like that. All right, fine. If he'll get you out of the shop, some freshly baked gingerbreads, you know, straight out of the oven, have been whispering about the roots of the tree, and that's a bit weird. Instead of, you know, crying, mama, papa, construct, all that stuff, they've gone, the roots, watch out for the roots. Um, and I've heard the bloody. They shouldn't be thinking. Okay. And I've heard the bloody recaps around here are talking about the Gleam Gale spirit again. I don't know why. They should just move on and enjoy the new festival. Right. You're telling Votis that the city has a spirit. Like a soul. Well, look, I'm really busy. And, and she, like, walks away <laughs> to do work. Wait, before you go, how much for a conspiracy theorist gingerbread? Oh, yeah. The thing is, is that they whisper. She she kind of goes, "All right, I'll tell you." One. I mean, more. I can take I can take all of them off your hands if you don't want them. The thing is, I'll tell you this, and then you got to leave, right? Promise me. Promise. We've seen what happens when people make promises <laughs> around here, buddy. I promise to leave this building <laughs> and never return if you give me all of those conspiracy theorists, gingerbread people. Deal. She reaches underneath. Um, the counter and pulls up a bunch of uh, cookies that seemingly have their heads have exploded so it's just like the lower half of a cookie on a tray and she puts them down and she goes the thing is they start whispering about the roots of the tree and then their heads explode so out you go I mean this is fine can I, I won't feel bad about yeah, eating these can ones. I try and eat one and see if anything happens Hold on. I made a fake promise for these. You didn't. And I walk outside. And I promise to what he's trying to steal one. Go for it. Roll a slide of hand. My perception's not great. Roll a slide of hand. 
32. Oh, wait, no, 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 that was, that was 2d20. Uh, 18, 18. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You do manage to sneak one. Um, you take a bite of it, I assume. These seem to be sapped of their magic. They have no effect. Can Voti um, save okay, another so one? Ros- <laughs> so no. Roselle has left. Um, <laughs> Red Destvor, you are outside? I'm already outside. Yeah, uh, who, yeah who's, who's oh, Rudolph Rudolph's outside? So we've got the tree. Uh, is- Fig, Fig will follow after as cool. well. Soldier, you're still inside? Or are you... Soldier left before. Okay. So everyone has has come back out. Um, you are now kind of standing in the projection of this giant green dragon. Um, it's not really doing much; just standing there. Um, well, if a tree appears to be sick, then maybe I could go have a bit of a chat with it. See if I can get the the down low. I believe some of you new folk are I saying these days. Get to the the root of the problem maybe i believe that is what i was trying to say pixie flies yes. by and goes boo and keeps going. um <laughs> you get out of here <laughs> i mean it it's on site next time <laughs> i don't um, know what you've done Rudolph. to offend the pixies so it's a long story i i grew up in the Feywild. i got some enemies i got some haters <laughs> um how, how are we going to figure out which tree it is so you know, it's impossible to tell. Do we have to just check the roots of every tree in here? Only if there was ones that really stood out, you know. I'm going to you... take a break from swiping at the green la- um, laser dragon, which I'm like patting at like it's a laser <laughs> dot on a wall. Just been like, I don't get it. Why can't I touch it? I go, is it there? Is it not there? Can someone explain this to me? I don't understand this magic. And then turn to Rudolph and be like, you a fucking idiot. The big tree right behind you. Nope. What do you oh. think is this laser dragon? Why is he here? Why can I not touch him? Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm just super hopped up on gingerbread man, you know? <laughs> uh, Fig will start stumbling towards the tree, like, very slowly, just meandering his oh, way down. The shop that you were in, sorry, I should have made it clear, a lot of the shops are built in... in just houses in general are built into the tree so you you kind of as you step out of the shop you can kind of just like turn and walk around a bit ah. and, and the tree is right there yes we'll turn to the closest oh. accessible part of cool. the tree you do so and then kind of just lie against it to <laughs> try and have a chat <laughs> Um, I feel like we should turn around. Well, sh- should we like turn around? <laughs> 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 um you bodied people, honestly. You just don't understand the ways of these things. Um, do you... Are you using magic here, or are you just using kind of the vibe? Just just going to go with the vibe first. <laughs> okay. see if um, roll me a nature yeah. check. Will advantage, because you are a tree. <laughs> <laughs> While this is happening, I've covered my eyes, but I'm definitely peeking. <laughs> well, While this around. is happening, uh, what is is stealing cookies from the basket? Oh yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't eaten a single one. They're all going to be so gone by the time you open your eyes. <laughs> Luckily, they're not magic. Uh, that's a seventeen. Seventeen. You kind of rest up against this tree. You go into kind of a meditative stance. Um, you don't like. It's not verbal in any way between 
trees and like in this sense you just kind of get a vibe from it you do sense great magic from this tree um kind of inherent but you sense something something is amiss about the magic within this tree it seems like there's another source of magic impacting this tree in some way um but you're unsure how or why this because it's so there's so much chaotic magic around it's hard to connect one-on-one with it as it would be with just like with just a tree but the fact there are so many fey beings and everything living in in and on this tree it's hard to know for sure but you can tell that it has some form of a sickness could i possibly try to like focus on the sickness like with magic to try and like poke at it roll me a medicine check better at that but with a roll like that who cares (laughs) um that is a seven there's just too much chaotic magic going on it's hard to tell specifically where this is coming from but you do get a sense that like because you're on the ground and you're feeling it potentially you are closer to the source of that magic so maybe the roots have something to do with that um hard to say so like after having like a really nice peaceful meditation nap for the tree we'll um stand up and like turn around and kind of like center himself themselves again well it seems that there's some kind of sickness spreading through the magic of the tree seems quite down where we could reach the roots do seem to be the problem so you're saying we're down with the sickness <laughs> you bit me to it Damn it. <laughs> a fairy flies along. Oh, you too? Boom! Ooh, uh, uh, and that, that does seem to be quite an accurate estimation of what I said. Yes, child. Cool, cool. It's a warning shot. I'm going to shoot a ray of frost after that fairy. Yeah, roll, roll <laughs> the head of disadvantage. Yeah, that's a disadvantage. That's not great. It's a 15. 15 hits. It just <laughs> freezes. It just explodes in ice. Uh, if anyone asks, we're still inside. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys are standing there. The giant projection of a dragon dissipates, and some of the kind of like fey kids go, oh, and head off. You've still got, um, yeah, you're standing in the center of the kind of town square. Um, with the tavern and the market still places to explore. Where would you guys like to go next? Should we check out market? Yeah. Yeah, if we ask around, maybe they can tell us more about the tree. Um, the bakery owner mentioned that uh, some of the some of the creatures that have the big red hoods on, red caps, that's what they're called. Of course, that's what they're called. Some of the red caps were speaking about it, so maybe they might know something. Cool. You guys wander towards the mystical market, and as you step in, the air is alive with the vibrant colors of enchanted fabrics and the melodic sounds of fey merchants hawking their magical wares to a noticeably smaller, tense crowd of patrons. You make your way along until you are called over by a very small gingerbread cowboy, his hat and chaps baked into his very form. And he says, well, howdy there, partners. Welcome to the the mystical winter market. Hope you're having a magical Glean Gale Eve. I'm Sugar Shoes McGraw, and I got all the best stuff in store. Come on over. Come on over. I I go, I panic, and I go to flick all of the, like, gingerbread legs off of my tray, and then realize they've all been eaten. 
<laughs> now, now, now. Gleam Gale Eve, obviously you're looking to buy some gifts, maybe for your friends here or for some family, a loved one maybe. Well, like I say, I am Sugar Shoes McGraw, and I got all the best stuff in my store. <laughs> so what what are we thinking? Maybe one of these joyful bells, a snow globe or two, a festive cracker? Maybe a little pair of shoes or something? What are we what are we thinking, friend? What would you say maybe twenty to thirty orphans might like for uh Glingale Festivus present day. Oh, for or Sorry, just, I thought you were trying uh, to me... sell, like, purchase with orphans. <laughs> uh, I thought you were using orphans. Oh, as no, 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 no. I'm trying. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do I'm, that. I'm looking to buy presents for the orphans. The exchange rate for orphans in the Feywild is terrible. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, they'd love all of my stuff for sure. Well, I mean, I got these jingling boots, and he holds up kind of like elven boots with little bells on the front. I mean, I mean, these will make those orphans quick quick as a fox. And if they get too, you know, noisy, there's something in there you can deal with them. Maybe quiet the kids down a little. Uh, we got this candy cane wand. And he holds up like a large wand. He's like, you know, magic. Who doesn't want magic? Uh, yeah, like I say, festive. Uh, okay, everything yeah. I sell an orphan to a king would love. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. Um, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, if you've got any ornaments, I believe the purple one wanted to yes, decorate yes. me. We need a Christmas tree. He holds up a, like, beautiful <laughs> silver bauble that seems to have, like, um, kind of icy frost, like, running off it, and he goes, I've got the frosty bauble. Perfect. This Do you have four? The premiere. What is needs I only have forty of them. What? You only have one. Yeah, it's, this is this is the premier bauble oh. on the market. Is this one for free? Because it's the premier's one. No, it's two hundred gold. Do I also have a bell. I got the joyful bell. You can kind of hang up. Can I try and slip it in my pocket? He's holding it in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I took clothes off a dude without him noticing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can try, but I'll say this guy is slick. <laughs> Read into that how you will. <laughs> You're about to get shot by a cowboy. <laughs> I mean, it would be worth it. Should I do it? I'm going to roll for it. You know what? One, two, three, I do it. Four, five, six, I don't. Four, five, six, I don't. All right. I'm not going to do it. You there, Catman. You seem like a distinguished gentleman. Is that an insult? No, not at all. I would never insult such You're a You're bullshitting fun. me. <laughs> me? Who, <laughs> me? Who, <laughs> me, Sugar Shoes McGraw? Insulted a patron? Absolutely not. No, I'm saying... Oh, Slick Rick over here think he's going to sell me some bullshit. I am certainly... Man, I'm only here because I want to go to tavern, but these assholes insist we check out the whole of town before we go to a tavern. <laughs> We're just taking the scenic route to the tavern. Oh, you spend time in... Well, I mean, I don't have anything uh, that could whet your whistle here, but I have a fantastical read. You want to read about the history of Gleamgale? You seem new in town. I know everyone in town. I got a book about the history of Gleamgale here. Uh, oh, what else do I have? I got a festive... Uh, yeah, festive firecracker. That's pretty fun. You know, get drunk, shoot it at your friends or something. 
Now we're talking, now we're talking. I don't want to read. What the, oh, yes, enjoy drink and read book. Jesus. <laughs> I will take Firecracker because that sounds like fun. Sure thing, 120 gold. That is all. <laughs> Not leaving a lot of gold for uh, drinking later. You know what? You seem like a fine fella. And I apologize if there was anything that suggested that I insulted you. I'd do it for you. A hundred gold for you. I grab his um, little cowboy collar and look him deep in the eye. And I'm going to be like, you listen here, you little gingerbread bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you try to make me read book. I have not read book since I was little kitten man. You remind me of teacher. Tell me nothing good is going to happen to me. Guess what? Nothing good happened to me. You're gonna do me a better deal on this firecracker. I'm gonna rip your gumdrop buttons off and stick them straight up your asshole. Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, roll me intimidation with advantage after that. It's 23. 23? He goes, hey there, fella. Okay, settle down. I'll do it for 50, 50, 50, 50 gold. And I put him down and I brush this thing up. And now we're talking this good bit. That's a, what we call bartering back home. You should see me in Thailand. I get uh, all sorts of Louis Vuitton <laughs> bags. We play game. Great game. Haggle, haggle, haggle. And then take Thailand the firecracker and look at 50 gold. <laughs> Uh, you have, yeah, you have purchased. It's a land where everybody wears ties. It's just down the road. <laughs> Everyone's in. Yeah, you, ha you have to wear formal. a tie to get in. It is the. It's a very formal land, but God, they love a haggle. Mr. <laughs> Besto has a bag full of ties. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you have purchased yourself the festive cracker. So um, it's a colourful, yeah, kind of. It's actually it's a Christmas cracker. Sorry. Um, but when pulled apart, releases a burst of festive energy. When you use um, an action, you can pull it apart. All creatures within a 15-foot cone uh, of you must make a DC 13 wisdom save or be charmed by you for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Very charming. Uh, they can uh, repeat the saving throw at the end of each of their turns. So. DC 13 wiz. Gotcha. Or, or charmed. And what was the... Radius on that? Uh, it is a 15-foot cone. Ah, 15-foot cone. Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you. Can I... Now that we've got a decent distance from the old mayor, can I take a look at the mayor's coin purse and see how much gold he left me? Uh, he had 14 gold in there. 14? Oh, he's got almost nothing. Well, I, I believe that that uh, bauble is a little bit out of price range. How much was that bell that you were showing? The joyful bell? I'll do it for a hundred. And he kind of trails off and looks. <laughs> I will. I just... <laughs> eyes on you. 50 gold. We're all haggling now. We're all haggling now. Good work, three. Good work. Yes, young man, I believe I will take I will take that bell. Thank you. Thank you very it's much. It's a fun purchase for your tree like beauty. Uh, you have purchased the joyful bell. This tiny silver bell emits a delightful chime when rung. Uh, you can use it as an action 
uh, and the user and one ally within 10 feet of you gain temporary HP equal to your charisma modifier. It lasts for a minute. <laughs> My charisma modifier is not great. But to a minimum of one. <laughs> Yay, one HP. <laughs> it would have been better I mean, if it was like a minus. Look. Got oh, honestly, charisma, actually, so anytime I use this, I take that, HP. That's actually, uh, yeah, I, I do. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't needed one on charisma. Yeah, do a minimum of one, so it's not gonna hurt you. Um, he goes, Well, I, I got lots of other, you know, small things, but I mean, you're obviously adventurous, you're, you're a big person. What I have left in stock for you, friends, is this glimmering snow globe bought the the bell you've bought the cracker i have my candy cane wand i've got the jingling boots and i've got the frosty bauble as well the uh, history book uh which you know who read am i right nerds and losers (laughs) i mean if if you don't want that book i'll take it off your hands it sounds like it's slowing you down i mean i can't give it away how about i trade you this tray of invisible at the tray invisible gingerbread folk who knew too much that's got to be more shit than coin you think i was born yesterday were you yeah i was that store i was i was born yesterday in that (laughs) store and look i already have the premier location in the mystical market you think that i got here in the space of 24 hours or some search it's the feywild hard to tell because I was it's fair. purchasing nothingness? Absolutely not, my friend. I'll get this that book to you just... for 10 gold. 10 gold. That's a fair price. How about a bunch of other people's unread mail? And I pull out the letters that the mayor had. <laughs> well, I am a gossip. And he'll immediately reach out to turn from you. Uh, yeah, he gives you the history of Gleamgale Gathering. Um, it's a it's a shoddy book like to call it a book is like <laughs> generous it's just like leaves of paper that have been tied together with like twine i'll start perusing uh, it while everybody else is is window shopping while all of that was going on and everyone else is like still perusing um fake has just slowly been growing like an extra branch like <laughs> out of it's like kind of like neck area to hang the little little bell on earrings what is what is wanted to decorate decorate fig fig will be decorated what is is just looking for any like ornament that might be hung on people's houses um and i'd say that within the market there is a ton of like ornaments and stuff which i'm not even going to make you roll you can go and collect as many steal as many random ornaments as you want you you are now like this whole thing's been happening uh you are now covered in ornaments Yes. Um, Soldier Rudolph, what are you guys up to? Um, Mr. Sugarboots, Sugar Shoes. Uh, Sugar Shoes. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I was just wondering. Um, anything weird happening over here? Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, knowledge is valuable. So, yeah. cool. uh, <laughs> and he like stains a little cookie hand up. I. High five. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say roll a sleight of hand check to not break his hand off because you are a big, big, strong boy. Oh. Unless you want oh, to break dear. his hand off. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do a plus three to that. 
14. fourteen. Yeah, you you um manage to yeah. pull back as you slap him up, and he goes, "Oh no, friend! I mean, if you want information, that's valuable. Please pay me some gold, and I will give you information about the strange happenings that I have seen in this mystical market." Um. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um. Hand over two gold. But I counted out one. Oh, you're one of them. He like puts it and like he straps it to his back. Um. Uh, and he goes. Oh, is he yeah, small? He's tiny. <laughs> oh, I thought he was just. Yeah, uh, no. Oh, all yeah, of the gingerbread cool. people are the <laughs> size of a gingerbread. No. So he's like standing on a board. I thought they yeah. just kind of grew. Sorry, no. I should have clarified. Right. No, no. Red. So he when he was like holding the ornaments, he was like, "So <laughs> yeah, this one." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's on like he's on the table. Cool. He's selling all of his things, and he's walking between them all. Um, yeah, he he goes. These uh, these trinkets here have been um, the shadows that they've been casting have been, in a word, ominous, uh, and they all seem to kind of be dancing towards like the base of the tree over there. I don't I don't really know, I don't really know why, but it's weird. They don't usually do that. Hey, no spoilers. I haven't gone to that part of the book yet. I never read it because, you know, only nerds and losers read. Am I right? You're right. He's right. When you're right, you're right. I wasn't built um, to know how to read. Hell yeah. What's your name, friend? You seem cool. Soldier, don't forget it. I'll, Please. I won't. Also, congratulations on your appointment to Mayorhood. so... Yeah, Mayor, don't forget that either. Please. I They're also a new parent. No, oh, it's been a big day for Soldier. <laughs> Pull out the gingerbread child. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Adoptive. That's a shame. <laughs> anyway, do you guys want to buy anything? Pointing, every, everything's pointing towards that tree. Am I right, guys? Let's go to the tavern now. <laughs> After we go, we go market, we go tavern. Uh, I will stay in tavern, you go to tree. Fake misunderstands is that is the question and just starts having heading towards the tavern as oh that's okay, yes, that's where we're going to next tavern. Hmm. I must be water there. <laughs> sounds good, yes. You, um, just... Yeah, you all start making your way towards the tavern, which is in the, the center of the base of the tree. It's like actually carved into the base of the tree. Um, and as you head over, oh. um, I imagine um, at a reasonable clip with uh, Rez Destvo um, leading the pace finally. Yeah. Um, hey, what do you know? Tavern's in tree. <laughs> we're going to tree. Man, if we'd come here first, might have saved some time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, are the others following or is it just the tree and the cat just like <laughs> oh yeah I'm following too soldiers yeah. cradling his child following <laughs> I'm so excited I run up the tree you know when cats run up trees and they're just like <laughs> straight up a tree and they're just like look like, forward tree Fig like puts his arm oh. out to give like him like a roosting like space to just like no, Raz, down. I don't think they have firefighters. I don't know if we can get you back down. Meow, meow, meow. Very high. Meow, meow, meow. It is okay. If if the little kitty ever wants to come down, he can make his own roost there. As I said, I've, I've had many a bird making a home in my branches. A cat will be no different. A couple of centaur walk and, by and they're like, man, this festival is better. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is all for part one of the Lost Cause holiday special. Check back tomorrow, Christmas Day, for part two. Then we've got part three and four coming, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. If you like the podcast, why not follow us on our socials at Lost Cause Pod. Give us a review on iTunes or on Spotify, uh, or send us an email at lostcausepod at gmail.com. Another big thanks to Vaughn and Jared for stopping by and playing this game with us. It gets even more hectic than it already has. We'll see you again tomorrow, or whenever you listen to part two. (laughs) Bye.